Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that's back from the weekend that hopes that you didn't forget that yesterday was Mother's Day. Better not have. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or just us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's the Duchess of the Dorks, Miss 305. She's Ashley Pickle. Hi, friends. Hi, Ashley Pickle. Hello. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, indeed. Today is Monday, May 15th, 2023. 100 and, I looked this up earlier, 192 days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Emmett Smith. Oh, nice. Emmett Smith turns 54 today. Happy birthday to Emmett Smith. It's also the birthday of Jackson Mahomes. Mm. Take that as you will. <clears throat> Uh, it's episode, what episode is this? Uh, 1,591. Thank you, 1,591. On today's show, folks, we got headlines from across the state, including somebody got a raise this weekend, and it wasn't me. Or me. Find out who it is coming up here in a moment <laughs> on headlines. Then back half the show, Matt Stepp is back stateside, and he, uh, whenever he's in America, there's one thing he w- he wants to do. Let's go out to seven-on-seven tournaments. That's 100%. While, while he was out there, he caught up with the head coach of the 4A Division One state semifinalists, the Chapel Hill Bulldogs, uh, Coach Jeff Reardon. We'll hear from him about his Bulldogs coming up here at the back half of the program. Do we have first four through the door, Mademoiselle? Uh, we sure do. It was, as I find it, the ghost of Betty White. All right. Daniel Agnew, Nick Morton, and Coach Terry Crawford. Welcome in, fellas, lady fellas, ghouls. And Coach. I mean, I I would never call you a ghoul, Coach. He's a fella. Okay. A coaching fella. (laughs) Um, A couple of things that we should probably mention off the top. One um, is that we are now less than two weeks away from sending this magazine to press. Uh, we, we sent it to press next Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if we look progressively more insane and more disheveled, that's why. Um, I was up last night laying out private school pages all night. Because so, you like to party. Because I like to party. Um, so um, we're working on that. There's a couple of key dates. One 
is that if you are not a subscriber, it'll probably start hitting newsstands around July 4th. Okay? Probably start hitting newsstands around July 4th. If you are a subscriber, you'll probably start getting it, I will say, the last week in June mm-hmm. to be safe. Yeah. But there's a pretty decent chance you get a little bit earlier than that. I don't want to, yeah. I can't promise that, mm-hmm. but you should get it in June. Yeah. I will say that if you're a subscriber, you got to go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe. And July 4th is on like a Tuesday this year. So yeah. people might be off on Monday. That's going to mess up the it's mail weird. thing. So it's easier just to subscribe and get that done. Texasfootball.com slash subscribe <laughs> and get it there. The other thing, do we want to tell people, because we had a big event in, in studio last uh, last week with uh, Tobias Steps coming in and committing. Mm-hmm. The next big in-studio thing that we're going to do is June 5th, Monday, June 5th, Right here on this very program, at noon, the cover reveal of the 2023 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas. Let's go. Right here, June 5th. It's a party. Monday. Mark your calendar. We will have me here. We'll have Ashley here. We'll probably have Ish here if we can talk him into it. Yeah. Uh, we will be revealing the cover of the 2023 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. I should say, and I guess this maybe is a spoiler, mm-hmm. the covers... Of the 2023 <laughs> yeah, summer edition of the Texas football. Uh, that's where it's the main and the gatefold, I should say. We're not doing anything fancy like that. But uh, texasfootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. Okie dokie. Yeah, Pickle. and then after that, I'm out you. <laughs> yeah, you like quit. Yep. All right, Pickle, let's get to some headlines. And let's start in Huntsville. Dateline. Dateline. Huntsville. Sam Houston has announced they've reached a four-year contract extension with coach Casey Keeler. Let's go. Um, he is there, of course, uh, Sam Houston moving up to the FBS ranks um, uh, and joining uh, joining Conference USA uh, to start the 2023 season. Uh, and actually, Keeler was, uh, was kind of running out of time. He was, I don't, I don't know if you knew this, but his his contract was due to expire at the end of June. Wow! Yes. Yeah, I did not realize that. Yes, he he was due to it was due to expire at the end of June. Now look, we had not heard any big deal about this, so they were going to come to some sort of terms regardless. It seems like I don't think Casey Keeler was on the hot seat or anything like that, but. They were basically flying without a net, uh, but there has to be. He's been there a long time. He's been there. Um, he, he's been there. Uh, now he's in his tenth season there in Huntsville. Uh, this does seem like I don't know. I haven't talked with Coach Keeler. This seems like the kind of place he he's, he wants to be his last stop, his retirement his retirement place. Not that he's an old man, but he this this felt like this was going to get done. But I did find that shocking. That oh wow, he was just kind of. He was going to be done. Like he's going to be out of a contract at the end yeah. of June. They have reached a four-year contract extension to 2027. Uh, sources tell Dave Campbell's text footballs Mike Craven. Uh, it is going to. Uh, it will. It is not to exceed 3.25 million dollars over the life of the agreement. Um, they are moving up to the FBS. He's the all-time winningest coach in FCS playoff history. He's the only uh, coach to win a national title at two different FCS teams. Of course, he won at Delaware before he came over and won it at Sam Houston in that 2020-2021 season there in the spring. Um, he's won 259 games in his career. Among active coaches in the Division One level, that's fourth. Yeah. Okay? Nick wow. Saban, Mac Brown, Brian Kelly. That's the list. Seems like a 
good company to have. <laughs> and then KC Keeler uh, is the fourth, uh, the the fourth winningest coach uh, in Division One right now. Uh, and so Sam Houston has locked in KC Keeler. Um, again, I didn't think he was necessarily going anywhere, but uh, certainly he's uh, happy to get a little bit of a raise there. As Sam Houston and KC Keeler have now have uh, agreed to a four-year contract extension. Um, other news, and I, I hope you'll go to textfootball.com and check out uh, Corey Hoag's weekly piece, The Blitz. If you've never clicked on that, basically, Corey just takes... A, I'm, a, I'm an old school newspaper guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love newspapers. Uh, it's a notes column, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved... I would love reading like the Sunday notes column. Peter Gammons was famous for it in, in, um, in, uh, in, in newspapers writing about baseball. Uh, it's it's kind of like uh, Peter King does with Monday Morning Quarterback. It is just a notes column about non-FBS football in the state of Texas. So I hope you'll go through. There's just a lot of things in there. Things like uh, you know if you're if you're keeping an eye on on like recruiting at the low at the at the non-FBS ranks. Like there's commitments about Lamar getting a commitment, uh, Prairie View getting a, a, a signing from a, a, a cor- uh, community college course. It just shows like how uh, how connected Corey is with yes. all these programs because it stretches far and wide. Yeah, like Tarleton had a couple. Couple guys who are uh, who are invited to NFL rookie camps. If you want this kind of wide-ranging look at non-FBS football in the state of Texas, the Blitz is for you. But there's one thing in particular that caught my my eye. Ashley Pickle, did you see who Abilene Christian picked up this week? I did not. It was last week, Abilene Christian. This is reported by our own Corey Hogue, Received a commitment from. Hut Graham. How about do you remember that? Remember Hut Graham? I do the remember. The former Gunner quarterback who went to Texas Tech. Uh, he's transferring from Texas Tech after a redshirt freshman season. Uh, he was kind of on the Red Raiders scout team as a defensive back, uh, but he's going to compete for a spot. Uh, Corey says he could compete for a quarterback spot or a defensive back spot there at ACU. He played both ways him. there at Gunner, but Hut Graham is That's transferring a big get. to Abilene Christian. Oh, yeah, that was a huge That's one of those uh, that falls under the category of that guy rules. He does rule. No, <laughs> Hut Graham was awesome. Awesome. They're at Gunner. Uh, so now he is heading to Abilene Christian, where he, where he will be a Wildcat. Keep an eye on that. But Hut Graham, the newest member of the Abilene Christian Wildcats. Elsewhere, we had some breaking news uh, late, late la- or early last week. Uh, and that is that Lake Worth is looking for a head coach. Mm-hmm. Tracy Welch has announced his retirement, announced it Monday afternoon. Uh, he is the winningest coach in Lake Worth history. Um, he's been there for five years. He's got a 35-23 record. Um, he has been, he's, he's been in coaching for 35 years. Um, he, in fact, spent uh, five years uh, in the college, at the junior college level at Fort Scott um, in Kansas before he came to Texas. He was on the Kansas State staff for a season before he came uh, when his brother Jack Welch became the head coach at Copperus Cove. He was at Cove for 24 years and got a head coaching job there at Lake Worth. Uh, 2021, the, probably the high watermark where they went to uh, not, went 9-3 before last year, where they went 10-3 and went to the regional semifinals before falling to eventual state champ China Spring. Um, Matt Stepp, of course, reported this on TexasFootball.com as he is wont to do. Um, he speculates that we will see an internal hiring um, again. At this point in the year. My overall take on this is that at this point from, I would say about tax day, April 15th on, the the, the smart money is on an internal hire. Uh, so Lake Worth will have a new head coach as Tracy Welch has retired uh, after, after five seasons there with the Bullfrogs. Congratulations to him on an outstanding career. By the way, speaking of which, we'll be recording a new episode of Tap and Step this afternoon. Matt, if you're watching, this is your reminder that we're recording an episode of Tap and Step uh, this afternoon. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Check, check out, look for that in your feed. 
Seven on seven happened this weekend. Pickle, they're actually a decent number of uh, of state qualifying tournaments. Mm-hmm. The Division One, especially in the Division One ranks, um, there were three of them. I want to say they're right. Two or three, two or three. I think there were three. Um, there were two. I'm right. One Houston side. I was going to say the next the this week this yep. upcoming week is like the yep. the mega slew of them. The Cyfair East SQT, uh, a pair of uh, of uh, qualifiers. Cy Creek uh, is in in heading to College Station with a win uh, over Houston Lamar in the state qualifying round, and the Woodlands is heading back to College Station uh, as they are through uh, to College Station. The Arlington SQT had a pair of commitments as well. Arlington Seguin, maybe a little home field advantage. They are heading towards. Uh, they're heading into the um, at the college station as they qualify. And then I don't know if you saw this, the other qualifier from the Arlington SQT. Mm-mm. Oh, goodness. Folks, the Coppell Cowboys are college station bound. Let's go. They're heading back to college station, state seven-on-seven tournament. Um, am I proud? Yeah. But you know what? Unfinished business. Unfinished business. Ugh. In it to win it. Sure. Cowboy fight never dies. Uh, and then Division Two, uh, and we'll hear from one of the coaches who participated in this, Jeff Reardon, coming up here in just a moment. Uh, but Pleasant Grove, Pleasant Grove, uh, got uh, is heading back to uh, State Seven Seven. Matt Sepp was out there. He was in our Slack in our Slack over the weekend, saying that uh, Pleasant Grove uh, passes the eyeball test. Mm-hmm. Uh, not surprising, considering some of the dudes they've got there. But Pleasant Grove, if you're heading to college for the State Seven on Seven tournament, you will get to see the Hawks of Pleasant Grove if they've qualified for state. Finally, I want to direct you back to TexasFootball.com for another piece by Corey Hogue. It's just the Corey Hogue hour. Uh, he's got a great piece up uh, about um, NIL at the Division Two and the Division Three level. We talk so much about Arch Manning and what kind of NIL deal he's getting. Of course, Quinn Ewers was very famously had a big NIL deal. This, that, and the other, right? Uh, what, what, you know, A and M and and you know and and what they're paying on on the NIL side and uh, that kind. That's such a hot topic at the FBS level, but our own Corey Hogue kind of got it on his, put on his reporter hat, put on his reporter hat, mm-hmm. and kind of talked about what NIL collectives are going to look like in the Division Two and the Division Three ranks. Uh, specifically, um, he's talking about, our, like, is that going to be the norm there at the Division Two and Division Three? He posits yes. Um, and he's he talked with a number of coaches who said that that they they've already started working on that. Um, but essentially, there was one person, there was one source uh, who said that you know basically that the collectives for athletes are going to be uh, that's going to be preferable uh, for that. Uh, but basically, he is saying that it is going to become the norm there to have for every one of these schools to have a 501c3 an NIL collective that is going to from which they are going to be able to pay out the NIL the uh, NIL money the name and likeness money. It's going to be very very interesting. Um, but he, he's got one coach. He says, uh, I'm just going to quote, I hope you go to Texas football to come and read the piece. Says, quote, the challenge is figuring out a way to do a collective to where the NCAA won't consider it a benefit. The first school that's able to figure that out will have a big advantage over the rest of us. The rules are different for Division three schools, so it won't work the same way for them as it does for FCS rules, which is very true. Anyway, hope you'll go check that out if you're interested in how kind of the NIL is going to trickle down to the F- to the Division two and Division three ranks. Uh, Corey Hoke's got a great piece up on TexasFootball.com. Hope you'll go check that out. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at TCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Already told you to subscribe. Hope you'll do it. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Now, a word from our friends at VCR Now. 
born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 855- Go VCR now. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 Go VCR now. The 83rd KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship, the most historic and prestigious event in senior golf, kicks off an unprecedented run of major championships coming to PGA Frisco over the next 11 years. From May 24th to May 28th, join us as the best golfers over the age of 50 compete to have their name etched on the Alfred S. Bourne Trophy. Past senior PGA champions have included true legends of the game like Sarazen, Sneed, Palmer, Nicholas, Player, and Watson. A limited number of hospitality, pro-am, and ticket opportunities remain available for you to be a part of the first major championship at PGA Frisco. And keep in mind, Corporate clients and ticket purchasers at this May's KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship will receive priority access to offerings at future major championships held at PGA Frisco, including the 2025 KPMG Women's PGA Championship and the 2027 PGA Championship. Visit srpga.com for more information. Pickle, it is seven-on-seven season, which is Matt Step season. Although it's not big dumb hat season quite yet. Hmm. We're getting there. It, it could be if he wore them to more than just state, but I guess he only wears them to gotta state. Got to keep your powder dry. That's fair. You know what I mean? Got to keep your powder yeah, dry. I respect it. Matt Step was out in East Texas at the Kilgore SQT, where he chatted with a number of coaches. One of them, the head coach of the 4A Division One state semifinalist, Chapel Hill Bulldogs out of Tyler, Texas. Here is Matt Step's conversation with Jeff Reardon here on Texas Football Today. <laughs> Matt Step, Dave Campbell's Texas football back here at the Kilgore 7-on-7 seven seven state qualifying tournament. Here with the head coach of the Chapel Hill Bulldogs and our good friend, Coach Jeff Reardon. Uh, coach, appreciate you taking a few minutes before your kids get going this morning. Oh, it's good being here. It's good to see you. Uh, this is our first uh, tournament, so excited to get out here and uh, do some football and play somebody besides yourself. Right, I'm going to throw my shades on real quick because that sun just popped out of the clouds. Uh, first off, Coach, uh, you know, it's 7-on-7, seven seven, and, and they, you know, I know you, you told me, you know, we're not the greatest 7-on-7 seven seven team in the world, you know, that kind of thing. But I know – when uh, when the whistle blows and your kids strap it up, you're going to be pretty competitive and want your kids to do well. So uh, what do you want to see out of your kiddos today, and what, what do you look for when you watch uh, your guys play 7-on-7? Seven seven? 
Uh, very much like what you said, Steph. We want to come out here and, and compete and play hard and have fun. And uh, I want to see good effort by our guys. And, uh, you know, I told them yesterday as we broke it out after the athletic period that, uh, you know, we're not we're, we're a football team. You know, this is seven on seven. This is basketball on grass. You know, we're not uh, going to live and die with our with what we do in seven on seven. But uh, uh, but I want to see us play hard. I want to see us compete. And if we're going to go, let's go to win. So, uh, yeah, like you said, once that whistle blows, the juices will be flaring. Our kids will be juiced up, ready to play and get after it. And, uh, you know, just excited again to be out here doing football it's 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 that time and uh, your coaches will be juiced up too i know i know you guys uh, when your kids have success you get juiced up who which coach uh, that's going to be here is going to be the, the one who's going to be the most juiced up man that's that's a hard hard one hard sell right there i think probably coach Rowe. he'll be the most juiced up but he may have to stand in a chair to watch the game <laughs> Why, why are you doing our guy row like that? Man? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Now, Coach, now coach, you guys have had a ton of success the last couple of years making the state. You know, that's nothing to sneeze at, especially in your district. I was talking to Fuller, and he was just like, man, every week, 9-4-A Division One is just such a grind. Everybody, Everybody's really good. So to make the state semifinals in back-to-back years, I know is a big accomplishment. But I know that the goals are bigger for you guys. Had, uh, and last year ended on a disappointing note. So, you know, going into the offseason, I know some guys like to say, hey, we, we want to flush that game. We don't want to talk about it. But, but for you guys, do you guys use the semifinal loss as kind of motivation or like a carrot to dangle out, or is it more about, hey, we're, we're looking ahead now? Uh, you know, just two years in a row of it has it, it, definitely uh, been tough on us, uh, but it, it's gave us gave us that you know edge in off season. Uh, it's helped us not be complacent. You know, our kids know that what the goal is, what the expectation is, and that's all they talk about. Like, there's no other uh, goal for them uh, this off season but to get to the state championship game and and, and try to win it. So, uh, you know, it's definitely uh, things when you know when when it starts dragging a little bit during the off season, which we didn't have a whole lot of off season because we played ball all semester. Is hey, you know, Bernie whooped our butt. You know, they, they took it to us. Let, 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 let's make sure we remember that if we're having a down day and let's let's find that that motivation, that juice to go a little bit harder, a little bit, you know, a little bit longer. So, all right. Now, uh, looking ahead to 2023, you know, we should be down here. 2023, when you when you look ahead to 2023, your ball club um, got, got some big names coming back. What, what are you guys going to hang your hats on? Or what are some areas that, you know, hey, I, I still want to see some young guys mature and grow up as as we move into summer strength and conditioning and, and get ready for fall camp? Uh, you know, we got a lot of experience coming back. Got nine coming back on offense. Uh, nine players that that took us to the fifth round that that put up a lot of numbers. Uh, with D at quarterback, Ricky at running back, you got probably the best threw some in the state in the backfield and you know D can throw it really well but you know is also two back every play and we're in spread so just having that guy back there him and Ricky just uh, are different level players uh, but we'll have a lot of pieces to the puzzle uh, I think we got nine guys with D1 offers right now just shows you we got talent but like I tell the kids all the time that that success is because your individual success is because of the team success the last two years. People want to come watch winners. Uh, we got five extra weeks of, of practice two years in a row for scouts to come by and see us practice because that's the time that they're out and that's the teams that they're watching. Uh, you know, we got guys on defense coming back with, you know, Day uh, Day Ross has got 170 tackles last year. Trevor Brooks was all over the place last year with 130 tackles. Our defensive end Kendall Allen uh, has D, uh, multiple D1 offers. Uh, Javen Mayfield, Cam Kelly, uh, you know at receiver. Uh, you know we, we, we got some guys. Uh, it's no secret that you got to have uh, the Jimmys and Joes to, to win some football games. Good, good players make good coaches, right? Uh, no doubt about it. And uh, everywhere I've been, I've been lucky and blessed to have have good players. 
All right, final question for you, Coach. Uh, you know, we're, we're starting to put together schedules for next year, and and I noticed, uh, particularly in East Texas, a lot of the small schools, you know, have had to, some of the small schools have had, to move, have had to move games off of Friday night to Thursday night because of the officiating shortage. You guys, I don't think, have had any games moved, thankfully, for your sake. But but how concerning is that for you? And 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 how do you, you know, what what, what is there anything you can do as a coach to kind of help with the uh, with the uh, shortage of officials? So we, we need those guys in stripes, don't we? You know, I think as as coaches, we got to treat them right first and, and respect what they do. Uh, you know, we got great officials in East Texas. I was blessed to have great officials in the Houston area when I was down there. Uh, those guys work hard. They do the best they can. Uh, and coaches got to realize that, you know, and, and not beat them up every week and, and, and encourage them. Uh, you know, I think as coaches, we can encourage our future kids that are that are getting out and going into the, the business world or whatever uh, profession they're choosing. Hey, that's ex- extra money and it's good money and you still get to be around the game and uh, just encourage that part of it too. But, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely, uh, you know, we haven't had to to deal with the the official shortage as much as some of the smaller schools, and it's it's tough for them, and I feel for them. Uh, but we've been lucky so far and blessed. Uh, but you know, it's going to continue. Uh, Chapel Hill is going to continue to treat officials right, uh, and we're going to encourage some of our kids that are getting out uh, to to go into it and, and see what it's about. Coach, appreciate your time. Enjoy watching your kids compete today, and uh, appreciate what you do for the student athletes in the state of Texas, and uh, enjoy hosting your own SQT next week as well. Yeah, yes, sir. Appreciate you. Thanks for coming out. There he is, Jeff Reardon, head coach of the Chapel Hill Bulldogs out there at the Kilgore State Qualifying Tournament for 7-on-7, where Pleasant Grove punched their tickets to the uh, State 7-on-7 Tournament. Uh, We, of course, will have wall-to-wall coverage of the State 7-on-7 Tournament in College Station coming up here in June. First, got to finish a magazine, though, which I'm staring at some pages right now. i got to get that done. (laughs) <laughs> but then we'll go to 7-on-7. Seven seven. It'll be great. Yeah. Excited to go to down there to the BCS. We do have to... <sighs> the Mexican food place we went last time was pretty good. Oh, yeah. That I ruled. would go back there. I absolutely so, would, Over in Brian, right? Mm-hmm. Over in Brian. Yeah. That was... Uh, and, and it was fun because it was like mom and pop type yeah. shop. That was... It was good. That was really good. I, I forgot that we went there. I'll have to run back there. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking about the... Uh, the German place, which was fine, but the Mexican food place was a lot better. Who picked that out? The German place? No, I meant the... Um, oh, the Mexican food mm. place? Um, I think Mallory found it. I think you're right. I think we yeah. tasked Mallory because she and was... she crushed it. was her first it. time at 7 on 7, I think. Yeah. Um, as a full-time editorial member. Yeah, it yeah. ruled. She did. She did really well. Anyway. Anyway. Forgot about that. for yeah. on with us. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle America's second favorite... The second favorite segment, final thoughts. Ahoy, matey. <laughs> um, if you're interested in watching more step interviews like that, we're going to be posting those to our YouTube page, um, so you can go check those out. But uh, texasfootball.com slash 7on7, that's where all of the information will be kept for all of the SQTs. So we will get to College Station eventually, but before then, a lot of SQTs to get through. So we'll yes, have you covered there. Ma'am. Correct. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Chapel Hill's Jeff Reardon for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tupper. Vince Young, please come get your Player of the Year trophy, which is here somewhere. Oh, yeah, it's right here. We hit it, uh, mm. Tobias, again. Mm. Got it. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas <laughs> Football Today. Mm.